Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha
Amin. 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 Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. I bear witness that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. Assalamu alaikum, my dear brothers and sisters, and Ramadan Mubarak. Once again, this is your brother, Abdul Muthakir Muhammad, thanking Allah for allowing us to partake in the fast of Ramadan. We want to take time and thank each and every one of you and welcome you to the Ummah Reflect, praying that every day or that our time together today will be beneficial in our growth and development as we, as we strive, brothers and sisters, to be better believers in Allah. We thank Allah for our guest speakers yesterday, our sister Tuba Hussein, and our brother Remy, Remy uh, Kanazi, who gave us a spoken word on poetry for Palestine. And we pray that Allah will be with our people who are being persecuted there. May Allah shower his blessings on them. Thank you, brother uh, Remy and Sister Tuba, for their beautiful words with us yesterday. We have prepared a beautiful program for you this morning and to take us further to our program, fitting in for our beloved brother, will be our beloved sister and Dr. Nisa Islam Muhammad. Sister Nisa. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillah ar rahim In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. I bear witness there is no God but Allah. I bear witness Muhammad is his messenger. It really is an honor for me to sit in for Brother Akbar because he is just such an amazing person. And we're giving him another morning to rest and get himself back together. And look forward to hearing from him again soon. So what I want to talk a little bit about this morning are some historical facts about Ramadan, things that have occurred that, that occurred historically during the month of Ramadan. So one of the things we know that the Quran was revealed during the month of Ramadan. That's the one that if nobody knows anything else about Ramadan, a historical fact, we know that happened. And we are all trying to make our prayers on the night of Laotul Qadr so that perhaps we can get the many blessings that have been talked about during this very holy month. Now, Ramadan is usually a very joyous and exciting time, but some sad things happened as well during the month of Ramadan. Ten years um, after, into the um, movement from the from Mecca to Medina, the Muslims were hit with one of their saddest moments. Really, ten years in the life of Islam, one of their saddest moments, and it's really called the year of saddest sadness for the Prophet peace be upon him. And that was the passing of his uncle Abu Talib and the passing of his wife Khadija. And these two together had been the strongest support and strength for him in the establishment of Islam in those early days. They devoted their influence, their wealth, their and their protection to support and assist him in whatever he needed them to do. And he assured and to ensure that he achieved whatever he aimed for. He that included spreading Islam and also providing protection. So there's no evidence that his uncle even ever accepted Islam, but his uncle was still a very huge supporter for him, which really made a big difference in his life, which is why the year that it happened, they both died in the same year. It is called the year of sadness. 
Something else that happened um, during this very holy month is that um, his wife, Aisha, Radila Anhu, was, um, um, she was vilified, but then also Allah came and revealed the entire Surah Al-Nur to declare her modesty and purity. So what happened was she was, they were, uh, they were traveling and she got left behind from the caravan. And one of the soldiers whose job it was to go back and make sure they didn't leave anything saw her and took her back to the town. Well, when they walked back, when they, she was on his camel, and when they went back into the town, everybody was like, whoa, what happened to the two of them? And so the rumor monger started, the hypocrites started talking in Medina, and they accused her of adultery. Very sad case, and they continued for over a month. And there finally was a declaration of her innocence when Allah intervened through Surah Al-Nur. So those are two little historical facts for this morning, and I'm going to now introduce our special guest. And we are very honored and pleased to have none other than student minister Nuri Muhammad from Indianapolis. Brother Nuri. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. We are eternally grateful to Allah for his merciful intervention in our affairs in the person of Master Father Muhammad. We thank him for raising up in our midst his messenger Messiah, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we are thankful to Allah for these two hands, two minds, two hearts coming together to form for us a divine leader, a divine teacher, and a divine guide in this dispensation of time in the person of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It is in their names, my wonderful, beautiful, believing brothers and sisters, that I greet you in the greeting words of peace of Assalamu alaikum and Ramadan Mubarak. My assignment today that I've been given is to take a few ayats from today's reading and see if we can unpack the variables of those ayats that it may give us more strength, not only for Ramadan, but for our walk in Islam from this day forward. Today we are taken from our reading in the very early part of our reading from Surah 25, verse 30. It reads these words, And the messenger will say, My Lord, surely my people treat this Quran as a forsaken thing, and thus have we made for every prophet an enemy from among the guilty, and sufficient is thy Lord as a guide and a helper. And those who disbelieve say, why has not the Quran been revealed to him all at once, thus, that we may strengthen thy heart thereby, and we have arranged it well in arranging, and they cannot bring thee a question, but we have brought thee the truth and the best explanation. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is talking to Allah about the relationship that the community that he is delivering a message to has to this glorious book called Holy Quran. A few verses before, the people were expressing great regret for going astray, great regret from yielding to temptation, great regret from accepting Shaitan, Satan, or the devil as a friend. This book, Holy Quran, Allah is telling us through the prophet, he's telling us that if they had just stayed in their Holy Quran, they could have escaped 
the regret of going astray, yielding to temptation, and allowing the enemy, Satan, to become their friend and take them off the path. Master Father Muhammad, this book, Holy Quran, Master Father Muhammad gave the most honorable Elijah Muhammad 104 books. And he, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, said the best of them was the Holy Quran. When the most honorable Elijah Muhammad mounted the rostrum, he only had one book in his hand, and it was the Quran. In fact, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said these words about the power found in the book Holy Quran. He said, if you want to talk to Allah, read your Quran. Then he said, when you get into trouble, nurse from your Holy Quran. Well, we know from the mouth of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad that he said that my mouth is not made to speak idle words, but the will of Allah. So for him to use the term nurse, he chose this term nurse as our relationship with the Holy Quran out of divine guidance and from the will of Allah. The definition of nurse means to feed from, to use, consume, or dispense very slowly or carefully, to keep steadily in mind or memory. Babies nurse. And each time a baby nurses, the bond of the mother and child gets closer and closer. What's in the mother's milk, sisters and brothers, is not just water, protein, carbohydrates, and fat, but the mother's mind is also in that milk as her thoughts produce a chemical reaction that mixes with the milk that is in her breast. Likewise, the Holy Quran is not just scriptural history. Allah's mind is in it. In the Holy Quran, Allah gives us four things that we should do to help us to properly nurse from the Holy Quran. It says to read the Holy Quran, ponder the Holy Quran, meditate on the Holy Quran, and to recite it. The only picture we have of Master Father Muhammad is a profile picture of him reading from the Holy Quran. In a February 2020 article in the Psychology Today magazine, they said this about reading. Reading stimulates the brain and keeps it active which allows it to retain its power and capacity. Reading is different than hearing. For when you hear, you listen. And when you listen, you use one faculty. But when you read, not only do you use your sight, but you also hear the words that you are looking at, doubling the absorption capacity of the mind. Not only do you get the knowledge of the author when you read, but you also take on the author's spirit, attitude, and disposition toward the subject. Man, imagine being able to just read the Holy Quran, and even if you don't remember all of the information, the knowledge and wisdom found in it, you still are able to absorb that spirit, attitude, and disposition of the author, which is God himself. Ponder. Ponder means to consider something deeply or thoroughly, to weigh carefully in the mind, consider thoughtfully. Allah tells us that we should ponder over the Quran, think on it deeply, meditate. Well, 
when you meditate, you think, reflect, contemplate. And the more you think, reflect, and contemplate, the more curious you become about what you study. And then you think on it even when you're not looking at it. And by meditating or thinking on it when you're not looking at it, the qualities and the significance of what you meditate on become more significant to you. Last thing it says for us to do with this glorious book, Holy Quran, is to recite it. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan just said a few days ago that if the words of Allah are in your mouth, the mind of Allah is in your heart. Recite. Recite the Holy Quran. This can be done whether you are around someone to teach or whether you are just by yourself. In the Navy Mental Toughness Program, they state that speaking out loud positive commands overrides the amygdala's ability to activate fear and doubt, which restrict, slow down, or stop progress. Man, imagine if they're in the Navy seeing the power of just reciting a few positive mantras can override the amygdala's ability to generate fear and doubt. What would happen if they studied the believer reciting the Holy Quran? Reciting also, according to them, is a psychoneuromotor function that activates in the brain what's called the reticular activation system, which is a part of the nervous system that makes you unconsciously work toward and find resources to fulfill whatever you're thinking about. You impress whatever you think about on your mind by reciting it, which forces the mind to work 24 hours a day to achieve that end or objective. In closing, sisters and brothers, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, nurse from this Holy Quran, nurse from it. Allah tells us in the Holy Quran four ways that we can practice nursing properly. He says, meditate, ponder, read, recite. In our Supreme Wisdom Lessons, it tells us in the problem book, one of the rewards that we will be given as the best winner, it uses the language, is a pocket Quran or a home Quran or a family Quran. Well, I've seen a pocket Quran and I've seen a regular-sized Quran, but I haven't seen a Quran that you can call a home Quran or a family Quran. This is not a sign that when we solve the problems of life, problems in the problem book, that we're going to get different sizes of a Quran. But the size of our understanding of the Quran we already have will grow. And when that meditation, when that pondering, when that reading, reciting, when that nursing from the Quran becomes our habit, not only will it water the soul and save the mind and save the being, but it will also be a source that we can fix our home life, our family life, and yes, the reward, even pocket Quran, we can even fix our pocket. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for giving me this time on this wonderful platform. As I greet you in peace, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Brother Nuri. Thank you for your powerful words with us this morning. 
May Allah continue to bless you and the believers, your family and the believers. In Indianapolis, all praises are due to Allah. We will now ask our brother, Brother Jaleel, to give us what we affectionately call the hadith of the day, Brother Jaleel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Brother Musakar. And assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all of those that we gathered together this morning for the Ramadan prayer line, the Ummah Reflects. Know for certainty, brothers and sisters, in gathering together this morning, a tremendous bounty is being bestowed on all of us. Because Allah says that if you remember him, he will remember you. And all of us need Allah to remember us. In an authentic hadith, the Prophet tells us that when people are gathered together, the servants of Allah are gathered together to remember Allah, that angels go around recording our names, letting it be known to their Lord, letting it be known to Allah, our Lord, that there are those that have gathered together for that purpose. So don't lose sight of the fact and don't dismiss this as being some small thing. Bismillah rahman rahim Alhamdulillah, we praise Allah, we thank Allah, we seek Allah's help. We seek Allah's help from the consequences of our bad deeds, and we seek Allah's forgiveness. We search out His forgiveness. Whomever Allah guides, no one will be able to misguide that person. Whomever Allah allows to be misguided, no one will guide that person aright. I testify that there is nothing worthy of worship but Allah. Now bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his servant and messenger, alayhi salatu salam. The most truthful words is the book of Allah. And the best guidance comes from the Rasulullah, alayhi salatu salam. Every made up thing in the religions are going astray, and every going astray leads to the hellfire. May Allah protect us, may Allah protect us, may Allah protect us. I mean. We thank Allah for the Nuri and his meditate on and parse and allow us to have a good trajectory the rest of these days of our fasting. And we thank Allah for his words, and we thank Allah for this religion that we have, as he spoke about. He spoke about religion and faith. Religion being outwardly and faith being inwardly. And I can think of no better hadith than the hadith coming from the companion of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abdullah Ibn Amar, radiallahu anhu. Brothers and sisters, Abdullah Ibn Amar was a close companion of the Prophet, and he accepted Islam at the age of seven years old. And in fact, he accepted Islam before anyone in his family accepted Islam, and they too later became Muslims. And this religion, this religion that he accepted was an outward expression of the way he wanted to live his life. But he became so enamored with the religion and fell in love with the religion that his faith was strong and resilient and bulletproof. And that was the internal that Allah was working on. He became the first one who gathered all the hadith, the sayings of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he did that by asking Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
if he could write down the things that he was saying while in his presence and the prophet gave him permission to do so. And so he was the first to do this. May Allah reward him. I mean. But later on, dear brothers and sisters, he decided to get married. And all of the women in the area, dear brothers and sisters, wanted to be that special lady who wanted to marry Abdullah ibn Amr because they knew he was a devout man. They knew inwardly he had faith because they saw outwardly his religion was strong, but through the devotion that he had towards Allah, they wanted to be a part of his life and become his wife. So he decided upon a sister, and he requested to marry her through her wali. And the wali told the sister that Abdullah ibn Amr wanted to marry, and she gladly accepted. And so they performed the wedding, and it's customary in the religion the Prophet ﷺ gave us precise instructions that are really, really strictly for Islam, the way Brother Nuri spoke about that our religion has discipline, has disciplines that other religions don't have. And one of the disciplines in Islam is when you get married, the night of the wedding, before you consummate the wedding, the Prophet ﷺ told us to do certain things. The first thing he told us was to make wudu together with your wife. Mm. And then the, the brother who's marrying the sister is to place his hand on the sister's forehead and make a short dua to Allah, asking Allah for the goodness that she has to bring in this marriage and to safeguard him from any evil that she may bring. And then the third thing one is supposed to do is that both of them are to make two rakahs together. That's the sunnah. So I implore you, those of you that are listening today, that if you're looking to get married, to follow this sunnah so that you can find blessings in your marriage forthcoming. So Abdullah ibn Abr, the close companion of the Prophet did just that. They made wudu together. He made the short dua while placing his hand on her forehead and then they commenced to pray two rakahs. He led her in two rakahs. Now, if that was you and I, with the excitement brewing from being married this night and to getting to know your spouse, we would make the short dua, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Al-Rahman ar-Rahim, Maliki al-Madini, Akin Abudu Wa'akin Al-Fain, Ithana Salatu Al-Mustakim, Salatu Al-Dina, Andalayim, Gairu, Makdudi, Alayim, Muradalim, Ameen. And then we're done. But that wasn't Abdullah ibn Amr. He didn't make a short surah. Brothers and sisters, Abdullah ibn Amr, in the two rakahs that he made, he recited the entire Quran. He recited the entire Quran, so much so that they didn't finish 
those two rock odds until right before Fajr. Later on, the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, asked Abdullah bin Amr's wife, how is, being, how is is it being married to my companion? She chuckled and she said, he has really, really taught me how to worship Allah. Brothers and sisters, I beg of you and plead with you to make this religion undergird this religion with faith that Brother Nuri talked about. Make this religion real in your life so inwardly the faith can come out and be an inspiration to others. The way Abdullah Ibn Amr did with his wife. May Allah bless you. May Allah protect you. May Allah guide you to follow in the footsteps of the Messenger of Allah and adhere to the injunction in the Quran where Allah says, Obey Allah and his messenger. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam, brother Jaleel. Thank you for the hadith of the day. We will now ask our sister, Sister Nisha Islam, will she now give us the um, Nisha report and the fast fact. Sister Nisha. As-salamu alaykum again. Our fast fact of the day is, despair can rob you of Allah's mercy and blessing. Let me say that again. Despair can rob you of a life, mercy, and blessing. Despair is defined as complete loss or absence of hope. Sometimes life has us so weighed down from circumstances that all we can think about is, woe is me. Look at my life. We may be thinking, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. One hardship after another. This happens. That happens. We slowly dissolve into despair. We see little hope in our situation. All looks dark, dreary, and gloomy. Well, that's one way to look at it. And for many of us, that's the only way we see our lives. However, I offer another perspective. Instead of thinking, woe is me, say, wait a minute, I am a Muslim. Allah says in his book, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, do the people think that they will be left to say we believe and they will not be tried? Trials are promised. The problem is not the trial, but how we respond to the trial that was ordained by God. Do we get mad, upset, and sink into conduct on becoming a Muslim? Prophet Muhammad had an entire year of sadness. Peace and blessings be upon him. An entire year. How many of us could survive an entire year of sadness? His wife died. His uncle died. His followers were the victims of religious persecution. He had an entire year of sadness. Remember... Allah has promised to answer our prayers. I repeat, Allah has promised to answer our prayers. Allah has promised me, the Muslim, the victory. All I have to do is ask. Muslims, all we have to do is ask, and we are never beyond the help of Allah. However, despair robs us of what Allah has promised. Despair robs us of seeing how valuable we are in the sight of Allah. Despair robs us of being empowered to do something for ourselves, even if it's just a call out for Allah. Oh, Allah, please help me, Allah, please. I am standing in desperate need of whatever good you have for me. Please, Allah. This Ramadan, get beyond your despair. It may seem hard to get past the gloom and doom, but it can be done. Allah knows what is going on. He is waiting for you to ask, and he has promised to respond. 
You may think that's for somebody else, but dear Muslims, it is for Y-O-U. Dear Muslims, remember to seek Allah's mercy and blessings at the darkest time of our lives. Allah is our God. He is there for us. Reject despair and seek refuge in Allah instead. That is the bad fact of the day. Despair can rob you of Allah's mercy and blessings. Welcome to all our listeners from around the world. I usually list countries, but this morning I am listing our top listeners. That's right. Our top three listeners are Sharon B. Muhammad, Suzanne Diaz, and Newbie. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it and want to continue to serve you the best programming possible. Since the beginning of Ramadan, there have been over 162,000 downloads of the podcast. Just amazing numbers. We thank Allah over and over for the opportunity to serve. Thank you for listening. Islam is not the problem. Islam is the answer. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Nisa. Thank you for the Nisa report and the fast fact. All right, brothers, brothers and sisters, we are on day 24. And on day 24, our reading starts with chapter 39, verse 32. Through chapter 41, verse 46. Surah 39, verse 32. Through Surah 41, verse 46. And we will now ask our brother as we close our program, would he kindly close us with prayer? Our beloved brother, Abdul Shaheed Muhammad, Brother Shaheed. Assalamu alaikum. Let us close with prayer. <clears throat> قل أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. Say, I seek refuge in Allah against the accursed Satan. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين. الرحمن الرحيم. Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nasta'in Igdina sirrat al-mustaqeen Sirrat al-ladina an'amta alayhim O Allah, our Lord, make us to keep up prayer and our offspring too. Our Lord, please accept our humble prayer and grant us thy protection and to our parents too and to the believers on the day when the reckoning will be taken. Amin. Amin. Thank you, Brother Shahi, for your prayers with us this morning. Brothers and sisters, as we close, we want to thank our beloved brother and friend and our speaker for the day, Student Minister Nuri Muhammad, and we want to thank him and his family. May Allah continue to bless you, Brother Nuri, for all that you do and are doing to spread this mighty word of Islam. On behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his family, we could never thank him enough, thank Allah enough for what he has done, for what the minister is doing and spreading this word of Islam in his family. We thank you, dear minister. Thank you. 
on behalf of the Executive Council of the Nation of Islam and their families, and we thank each and every one of you for aiding and assisting the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to spread this mighty word of Islam. On behalf of the ministers and imams and sure councils throughout that are spreading this word of Islam to our people and throughout this world, thank you, ministers and imams, and keep on teaching and preach hard. On behalf of my co-host, Brother Akbar, Sister Nisa, Brother Jalil, Brother Shahid, and on behalf of each and every one of you that comes on these lines and spreads this word of Islam, on behalf of the mighty, mighty men, the FOI, that go out with the final call newspaper, the little messengers of God that go out and take it through the highways and the byways and the nooks and crannies of this country. Keep on soldiering, soldiers. Keep soldiering, brothers. May Allah continue to bless you all. And on behalf of each and every one of you that are on this line and that listen to us, let me leave you as I came to you with the greeting words of peace. Inshallah, we'll be talking again tomorrow. As-salamu alaykum. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illa Allah, wallahu akbar, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-aliyyil azim. Glory be to Allah, all praise to Allah. There is no God but Allah, Allah is great. All power and might belong to Allah, the Most High, the Great. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wa Allahu Akbar. Glory be to Allah, all praise to Allah, there is no God but Allah, Allah is great, all power and might belong to Allah, the most high the great Subhanallah